0: Welcome to the SCRA CEO Podcast,
1: where we hear from CEOs
0: on their entrepreneurial experience. Hi, this is Lee McElwyn with SCRA, um, SC Launch Program, and it's an honor for me to welcome you to a CEO podcast with Rick Hoke, who's the founder and CEO of Waze Custom.
1: Hey, Lee, thanks for having me.
0: No, my pleasure, Rick. Um, what we what we really want to do in the CEO podcast is, is get to know you, your company, and really how you how you've grown, um, so that we uh, we can better serve you and and have you be uh, certainly a, an important part of this community. So I'll, I'll kind of tee up uh, an easy question. Just tell us more about you um, and your company, what you do.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, my name is Rick Hoke. I was born in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, raised a lot of time there throughout the Southeast and in um, and a couple of, of other places, but I call Greenville home. Um, I started a company in about in 2020 uh, called Waves. And um, I invented the product in about 20 in, in 2019. I came up with it and started running tests and in 2020 um, I, I launched the product and waves is a custom fit custom design earphone company what makes us special is that to get the measurements for a person's ear we use the biometric data that is on your iphone so um basically you're going to scan your ear just like this almost taking like a selfie and we collect that data and we turn that into a 3d printed custom fitted earphone we've sold uh, thousands and thousands of these. Every one of them is handmade here in South Carolina. And one of our um, our biggest markets is, is musicians. They use something called an in-ear monitor on stage to help them perform. It protects their hearing, but also helps them. Um, it's used as a tool to be able to collaborate with the band more efficiently. Um, so uh, more than 90% of our... Customers since starting have been musicians, and a lot of worship musicians. Um, worship music has mm-hmm. has risen in these past um in these past five years, where it's uh there's a lot more production, there's a lot more people joining the worship teams, and in ear monitors have become very essential to uh to them uh, doing doing better on the team. Um, Waves is really cool. And The fact that it, um, it, nothing exists like it, and, and we're mm-hmm. able to do something that no one else is doing. Um, custom fits have been around for 20 years, but no one has ever been able to do it from a scan from your iPhone so easily and come out with such a high-end product. Uh, we also pride ourselves on the affordability of these, so I'm able to make these uh, for an, a very affordable price and keep my margins very well. Um, so that's a little bit over overview of of waves that we are um, we're just we're just a company that came up with a product and we're uh, selling and making as many of them as possible and 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 growing as fast as possible and the SCRA has had a big uh, impact on that um, especially in this past year um, so it's been it's it's been a wonderful journey this far but that's a little bit about waves.
0: Well, that's good. Thank and thank you for the uh, thank you for the comment um, as well. It's it's been great to work with you. And I remember you you made a, an interesting point where we were talking right before here, where you and I got together two what two plus years ago at least, mm-hmm. um, and just really had a chance to talk and see what you were doing. And it's it's remarkable to see not only where where how far you've come, the journey, and uh, the fact that you have allowed us to to really be a part of that journey and help you so. Um, we are, so Thank I guess you. as a follow-on, um, Rick, you said it's been about two years um, since your journey. What what would you say are kind of some of the biggest challenges that you faced, and how did you overcome those challenges?
1: Sure. Um, yes. Um, when you're manufacturing a product and you're making a consumer product and you are, um, you're doing it all yourself and you're learning and you're using technologies that are very new to the public, um, it is, you have hosts of challenges that come at you, some more scientific than others, um, some of them presented, some of them surprises, but um, there are challenges in making um, a product that uh, that is, you want to be scalable too. So one of the first ones, first challenges was um, building the product first off so it was of high quality. And that the um, the consumers would enjoy it, um, and they were. It was an easy way for them to get. That was challenge one. So I went through a whole host of R and D experience of of 3D printing and learning how different parts of um, the 3D printing process worked. Uh, even when it, it was still new, I was I was ordering my printers off of Amazon at first in this very first process and learning how these printers work. So I'd never used. SLA printing, which is the type of printing we used before. So it was R&D as much as you can believe, you know, printer resin everywhere, you know, uh, electronics everywhere, uh, learning how the process worked. And uh, yeah. so that was, it, it, it had its own host of challenges when it comes to the product and, and making sure that we came out with something superior. Now it's in such a beautiful place. Here's a, here's an example. I actually have one of our brand new, um this is a Mm. custom headset it's got a cool uh abalone fixture on there and now it has a detachable mic right here so this will be coming out uh in february i use it for zoom calls and stuff like that it'll be more it'll be more targeted towards the the gamers and using it as gaming but um i'm not such a gamer i use it for this um but that was also a challenge we wanted to come out with another product that was other than IEMs. We wanted to come out with another solution um, for another market and using our technology and using our manufacturing process. And so um, I wanted to do as much as I could to make this uh, company also scalable. So everything that we did to produce the product. And um, anything I could come up with to advance the quality of the product, I was also thinking of the scalability of it and okay. and how quick we could make the product. Um, I'm proud to say that we took uh, taking a set from two and a half so years ago. It took a set to make one set. It took about two hours to make. Now we are all the way down to fifteen to twenty minutes per set. So oh, that's remarkable. It 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 is it is so awesome to be able to say that um when it comes from uh producing a consumer product and ex- expecting to scale it as as um as hard as possible to get to everybody. And so that has been a huge success and 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 the the advancement came from having um uh hiring the right people with really good brains. You know, S-E-R-A helped me in hiring two amazing people that work here who Who their their brains are unlike anybody else's. And when you put, it, uh, put us all together, we were able to figure out the best way to advance this product, the best way to make it the highest quality possible, and the best way to have it so it's scalable and investable. You know, it, it, there's no point in having such a product if you can't scale it, if you can't give it to everybody who might need it. And um, so... Uh, a, a roundabout way that was that was a big uh, that was a big challenge. Well,
0: I know a product can be getting the product uh, exactly as you need it can be a real certainly a big challenge. How I was uh, wanted to follow on to that question where you use three D printing
1: mm-hmm. in a
0: very unique way to to really I would say address the challenges to uh, to do that. Can you describe more about how the impact that three D printing had to your business and how it helps you scale?
1: Absolutely. Um, so it's been really cool to see 3d printing advance as quickly as possible like you're looking at from my point of view you're looking at other companies that are developing 3d printing and 3d printing software and they're moving so fast they're they're able to advance their processes and the the machines themselves were advancing at the same time that i was making this product um what's special about this 3d printing and i believe you know sooner than later 3D printers are going to be in a lot more public places and homes and in different environments and um the the special thing about our our 3D printing method is that we're able to do it so quickly that we're able to yeah. take a file of a 3D scan a three uh, a 3D model and we're able to put it right on the printer and have it print in a matter of minutes whereas um in the past 3d printing has been around a while, but in different forms, there's FDM printing, which is um, you, you guys have one, what side one of your facilities, I know. Okay. Um, and then there's SLA printing. So FDM is kind of like um, it kind of like a pen that squirts out um, a filament and that filament creates the object. We use SLA printing, or um, you could call it photopolymer printing. And what it is is, a vat of resin that is liquefied. And then you have a plate that comes down to the vat of resin under the vat of resin. You have a UV light that does certain shapes of whatever model you're building. And it shoots out that UV light into the vat of resin. Every time it shoots out the light into the vat of resin, a layer mm-hmm. cures. And so it builds it like this. And it used to be like yeah. this, very slow, very slow. And then, yeah, in a matter of months, these advancements start happening where it's it's doing layers extremely quick The everything within the printing process is. Is really. Um, is really the the advancement of the um, using the UV lights and different spectrums of the lights and its ability to work with the resins and. And create that sign um that uh, that scientific reaction, that reaction that happens that cures the cures the resin. So okay. that advancement has made the company move extremely fast. So where I would sit there and I'd be waiting for a print to get off, waiting to work on something. Now yeah. they're waiting on me. Now the prints <laughs> are all off, and I I'm I'm getting to them as quickly you as possible. Go. Yes, sir. And we're excited about the, the future of it as well. As um, we're incorporating more machine learning, more AI into processing um, from the scans and the customer scans to mm-hmm. printing on the printer, we're able to even cut that time down even more. So our our ability to scale is just going to improve um, on that 3D printer side um, by using new technologies that weren't accessible a year ago and definitely weren't accessible five years ago.
0: Well, what a, what's a great story? that you just shared the fact that you're able to leverage technology to create a competitive advantage, which yeah. you did in using 3D printing, and now you're leveraging not only artificial intelligence, but the combination of, of AI and 3D printing mm-hmm. to help you scale your business as well. Um, yes, sir. All in in Greenville, which it sounds like you're you're taking the core, I guess, technology components Mm-hmm. Speakers, the microphones, all the the um, the electronics, and then assembling those still in Greenville. Is that correct?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are, and it's awesome. I I've have this family uh, history of my grandfather and my father working in textile mills, and very very hands-on um, workers, and uh, very great men. And um, it ever since I was little, I always wanted to build something. Like I didn't know what it was going to be when I was little. Like I, but I like to build things. I like to be into um, different electronics. I always took things apart, and yeah. <laughs> like you know, sometimes didn't know how to put them back together. But I, <laughs> I wanted to see what was inside of it. That's all part of it, right? Yes, yeah, sir. And so that all, um, it's just, it's a, it's a great place to be here in Greenville, in South Carolina, having the family history of, of working in factories, and, um, and I'm very passionate about. Uh, growing the 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 uh, the great business that is here, and and hiring more people, and um, and 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 giving more people hands on jobs, hands on opportunity with to do jobs. Greenville's just a great place to do that. So yes, sir, we're still a small team, um, but we we're just capable of so much because of the advancement in technology and the advancement in our process that um that we're able to do a whole lot with just a very small team at the moment.
0: And that, which is great And you can you've leveraged the people that you've ha- that you've hired certainly um, smart people that have helped you be able to to succeed and you've leveraged the technology to help create a, a market leading product I mean a good niche um, in a highly competitive uh, market that has allowed you to be successful how um, so I'm just thinking it, it with with Greenville has great startup <laughs> ecosystems. What yes. are the other components that have you think just even from a community standpoint that have helped contributed to your success, that have helped you with managing your, yeah, you know, getting the talent piece, the products, mm-hmm. finding a location, all the all the above.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, the so the most important thing that I've I've learned, especially being a a business kind of like unlike any other. In that you're you're making a consumer product, you're, you're a startup. You're last year going uh get it, getting funding and 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 growing the business. It was so important in the ecosystem to meet other people that had the same mindset that were um yeah. uh that were that that were in SER. Y'all have so many members that I've met that I didn't know before all of this and that i've kept in good contact with that are going through the same things that i went through and and are going through you know uh small teams trying to do something very big with something unique and and uh we have round tables and we get together and we we chat it up and try to try to pick each other's brains we we talk about the good things and the frustrating things and more than more than anything you kind of you make friends with, with people who are going through the same sort of, um, uh, journey that you're going through. And that just, just knowing that there are others out there in the community that are trying to do something that we're, that like us and, and growing a startup and, and making an impact, um, has been extremely helpful. Um, I've I've definitely enjoyed meeting a lot of the other um, SCA, SCRA members, and a lot of them I haven't met yet, that there's there's a ton of them. I mean, there, there's some really cool yeah. robotics companies that I like hearing about that I can't wait to meet. They're, like, right down the street. And, you know, like, you find people that um, that there's a community that it, you have to kind of be in the SCRA to kind of plug into, to kind of have that badge of, okay, we're here, and we're all kind of in the same boat you know what can we learn from each other? what 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 can we do here? If not anything, just talking and being aware that the that there are other companies trying to do um, an impactful um, business. And well, yeah, I,
0: well, you make a really good point, and um, I appreciate your sharing that because that that community that you've been able to to build that we we can help contribute to because you're part of a larger community of members that we have is definitely one of the the core like uh, i guess the core benefits that we bring to the table is mm-hmm. is you're not alone as a founder anymore and we're able to share and bring you in environments that you can talk to other members that are similar um share stories learn uh, mm-hmm. hopefully you don't have to go through some of the same issues as a, as a founder absolutely uh, that others have been how just thinking of of. Uh, how else can as Willie really SDR we we talked a, we haven't really talked a lot about say the financials piece. How have we helped you? Because I know you started with really intent to bootstrap. You did an incredible job doing that, which a lot of founders want to do, but um, but raise money early. What mm-hmm. advice can you give other founders on your financial management and how SDR has helped you there?
1: So it has been a lot of. The money that that um, that has been invested from the SCRA has been able to use to a hire extremely good brains. You know, don't be afraid to hire who you need. who who can get the job done and adds an edge to your an advantage of producing or whatever you're creating. Uh, number one, it gives you it gives you the strength and ability to do that. Number two, I needed machines. I needed machines, I needed technology, I needed access to technology um, to advance the product. And that was such a huge, huge thing that happened with gaining funding from the SCRA was I was able to go out and get the advanced printers that I need. I was able to go out and get more computers. I was able to order a product to clear out my backlog. I had a backlog of a hundred orders that had to be filled and um i needed everything to do that and do it quickly and make sure that i never had a backlog again you know there's, it was those sort of advancements it's it's the um it's the the financial investment in in waves has been super impactful to get us right where we are right now where we're ready to put as much gas as we can into this machine and run it as hard as possible it's like i talk about like it's building a car like we've we've built a literal machine that is meant to run. And and you know, before I had like a a Honda and now I mean now we got like a BMW. Now we got, you know, the keyword BMW or an, an Audi. We got something yeah. that is really that hums when it moves and it just knocks out exactly what we needed to, which would not have been able a from the first grant that you guys gave me, uh was huge. That started everything. I was like when i got that grant i was like there now there's opportunity there's opportunity to move forward there's opportunity to get bigger there's opportunity to get better and um as a founder that's that really started the movement of let's raise funds let's right. find out how how to do it what i need to do who i need to talk to and 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 how it all works that really lit the fire of that this is that this can go to the next level, that this is possible. Having having people like you, Lee and, and and the board um believing in a product, believing in what what I was doing enough to to provide a grant and then further on follow on with with funding. And um it's that that's been the biggest thing. There's been such substantial growth of, of being able to grow the company through um through you guys' help.
0: Well, thank you. Fred. Thanks for saying that. If we are it is what we do. I mean, it. I can tell you, even from my perspective, it's it's the part of the job that gives me uh, gives all of us that work for uh, for SCRA and SC Launch Inc. the um, the smile on our faces every day is to, to work, especially with people like you. Because now thank I you. will share that. And for other founders that are listening to this, coachability is a is a critical is really a key piece to to know that you sometimes don't know everything that you need to to be able to to listen as much as you can and to know we're we don't have all the answers. But the goal is to bring uh, the resources to you so that you you, know, you have the knowledge to really run your company the way you need to run your company. And that's that's what we try to do. Absolutely. What? Um, so a couple of questions might be is, Rick, if you look back to mm-hmm. your journey uh, yes. where you are today, what are a couple things that you say you would do differently Mm -hmm. uh what decisions would you make and how would you advise founders accordingly
1: a couple things i would do differently is um is is ask for help more like i think that um early on i could have asked for more help and and guidance of of starting this I, i feel like you know, I could have started raising funds earlier. I could have, yeah. I, I, I could have taken that initiative, but I didn't know about a lot of the the opportunities that could lay ahead. I did, I just didn't know. Um, and so, I, I think I could have looked for a, a little bit uh, more guidance in the early stages. It said I struggled a lot. Like I, I, I went through a lot of struggles on my own, trying to figure this out and trying yeah. to, trying to do it when. Um, when you know then i found you guys and then I, I started looking deeper and i was like okay well you know like had i known these guys existed earlier had i known but i was living in like a cave putting my <laughs> you know trying to build the product i knew nothing yeah. that happened outside that 10 by 10 cave you know but um yeah it's it's asking for help like it's it, it's hard especially for founders because you you have a sort of um a sort of pride and drive to do it yourself because you're like I created this I want to do it myself I want to it it's kind of it it's kind of natural I think when uh, in in the um in the maybe the character of who when you start a business is that um you you can be hard-headed and not ask for help and so um but I've learned so quickly that there is an enormous amount of help out there there is there's is, you have access to all these different people and brains that can are happy to sit down and talk with you and help you figure things out and help you manage the best way to grow and help you make the right decisions because they've either been in there before because, because yeah. they're founders themselves or they've worked with founders that, that have been there before. Um, that would be one, that would be one. I, I, I've, um, I've always, I'm always the one who wants to try to do it myself and try to try to figure it out myself. Um, But I've learned the most important lesson is to give up control too. Um, To be a CEO, the biggest thing is you have to delegate. And that was one of my hardest objectives was to trust someone else with the process and processes that need to help the machine run. And then me to be able to look forward and to be able to manage the business and do what i can to make sure that it goes where it needs to go but on the back end this is a factory this is a operation and i had to take my hands off the reins per se and say all right guys you guys do it you guys do it and as soon as i did that the product started getting better as soon as i let other brains into it and saying Um, All right, you figure out this printing process that I've kind of been struggling with and having these issues and, you know, they have to be passionate about it, you know, you know who's going to be passionate about your ideas, but then they start solving things, then they start fixing problems that existed, and then everything just kind of makes it better, so it's like, once you give up control, things become a lot easier, and once you ask for help, things become a lot easier, um but it's one of the hardest things to do i think when you when when you're trying to build a business and you're trying to maintain this level of confidence in yourself in the business is to uh to be a true ceo and and delegate to other people to uh to become optimal
0: yeah i, I would i definitely agree with that statement because you're right building that sense of trust in other people where it's your baby it's mm-hmm. your company um you built it from scratch um is a difficult thing to do but I mean, really kudos to you for, yeah, for finding the right people that you trust and that having that data build that allows you to scale so you don't have to do it all. Yes, sir. Rick, how um, – I guess the last question that to to wrap up is how do people find you? Um, how could they find out more information about not only your journey and your product most importantly? Yeah. Uh, um, what's the best way they can do that, Instagram or Twitter,
1: well, sorry, Twitter X. but uh, <laughs> other things. It's going to change next week, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. um, it, Instagram is number one. You can go on Instagram. You can type in Waves Custom, W-A-V-S-C-U-S-T-O-M. And uh, we'll pop up and you can look at the product. You can get a good feel of what the product is and what we do from our Instagram. Um, I implore people to go to the website. I love website traffic. Um, uh, and that's just WavesCustom.com. And you're able to go check out and it, um, it explains everything that we do and how we do it. Um, And that's the best way. And then we're, we're located um, on Smith Hines road, which is um, it's right off of Woodruff road, uh, the main artery of Greenville. Yeah. And uh, we're over here. My door's always open. Um, I love people to come by if you're in South Carolina and you want to see what the operation looks like and you want to see the product and just come talk to us about it. Like, I love that. Uh, that's fine. Uh, so uh, I, I invite anyone who would like to come visit us uh, to come say hey. That sounds
0: great. Well, I, I, I'll be one of the ones that takes advantage of that next time I'm in Greenville. I want to see the, uh,
1: see the operation for sure. I look forward to it. I hope so, Lee. Absolutely. Well, Rick,
0: thank you so much for uh, for spending the time with us. It's really been an education for me and I hope for those of us that uh, that are listening on as well. So my, my thanks to you and uh, wish you the best. Look
1: forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much, Lee. I appreciate it so much. I'll see you soon.